Tango Romeo Lima, the last show for 2019. This is the finale of season one. Benny Maddock, well done. We've made it. Good to see you, mate. We've done it, mate. Good to see you as well. Ten, ten episodes. Who would yeah. have thought? Quick season, this one. We, uh, I think there'll be more than 10 next season. We're going to be back after the Christmas break. What do you reckon, Benny, about a what have we got, month off? Three weeks? Yeah, I'll be back in January sometime, maybe late Jan. We're going to have a few things happening over the break, though, on our Facebook page, which we'll uh, mention very, very soon. But we'll get straight into it here. We've made it to the final of the Immortal Battle. And we have our first ever Immortals, Benny. We do. So... This one here, the men, this was the one that really took off 138 shares on Facebook. I think about how many people reached? Uh, 18,000 or something reach. <laughs> they must have been going into just the deep, dark depths of any Facebook page I could see there just to try and share it to as many people as possible. But it was all legit. I, I had a quick look and uh, I don't think there's too many fake profiles. So well done, guys. Kept it very classy. And we want to crown the king, the first ever immortal, Jaden Vivi. VV, you've got We're it right. <laughs> For the final episode, he is the king, the first ever immortal, Jaden from up north, the man from up north. Have you got any background on Jaden, Benny? Oh, mate, we've, we've spoken about him for the last four weeks or so, mate. He's, he's an awesome bloke, a really good player, uh, plays for Queensland uh, every every year, runs the competitions up in Rockhampton, uh, and, yeah, just a top bloke, doing everything he can to make TRL massive up there. Uh, so very, very deserving of this uh, prestigious award that we've given out. Yeah, congratulations, Jaden. As it ended up, 917 to 778. What a battle it was. Beating the, uh, well, the captain coach, Jazzy of Queensland. And what a huge man to take down. Uh, Jazzy, he's going to be back bigger and better, I think, next year. Uh, there can only be one immortal in the men. So, Jaden, well done, mate. Very proud of you. Met this guy, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I can't wait to see him down in Brisbane. I'm sure he's going to be down at the state champs in the next uh, couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, sorry, well, next couple of months. Yeah, a few months' time you'll see him down there, I'm sure. Um, Jazzy, unlucky, mate. You uh, He was always in it. It was always within, like, maybe 20, 30, um, it, within the first uh, last few days. Uh, I think just today and maybe a little bit of last night, Jaden started blowing out, just had that uh, that big support from the Rockhampton crew up there. Um, there was, like we said, 138 shares, which is just insane amount of shares. Um, so I went down to the wire. Uh, Jaden kicked away. Well done, mate. Yeah, absolutely. So come, I think, state champs time, there's going to be some sort of presentation we'll have here. We're going to get a, a king throne there. Don't know whether we can get the chair down there. Maybe a king, uh, definitely a king crown um, and uh, something there for him, the golden footy. Jaden, you've done it, mate. The first ever immortal. You'll be put it down in history. We're putting you up on the wall here at the Tango Romeo Lima studio and uh, can't wait to have you in, hopefully as a guest. Maybe in the next uh, couple of months when you're making your way down for the state champs. Maybe stop in here at the sunny coast. Yeah, get a flight straight to the sunny coast. We can all drive down to Beanley together. Beautiful. Jaden, well done, mate. That is outstanding. First ever immortal for TRL. Can't take that off him. Well done, Jaden. Now the girls. Our second immortal. Well, the first immortal for women's. So the first ever immortal again. This one was very, very tight here. Neck and neck. We had Amanda Iza, the pizza, versus Slippery Simo. Beck. Benny, how did this one go? A bit topsy-turvy, this one as well. Yeah, mate. So old Slippery Simo didn't slip into this one. Uh, she lost uh, with under 100 votes in the end. Uh, this one was a tight one as well all week. Uh, probably not as many 
uh, votes as we thought there would be because uh, both these girls have had a huge following uh, throughout all the campaigns uh, that, that they've uh, had. But yeah, in the end, Amanda, it was about 390 to Simo's 310. I, I had a look on the, the post before. Simo's already on there congratulating her. So they're obviously very good friends. It was, uh, it was all in uh, good spirits. And uh, yeah, well done to Amanda, the pizza is a The pizza forever lives. You just got to give them a good nickname, I think, and then they start to take off. But Amanda, very well done. Again, put it up on the wall here. The first ever women's immortal and what a, another crown there, queen crown? Tiara? Tiara. That's the one I'm looking for there. They're both going to be crowned here, Jaden and Amanda. Well done. Something to happen here at the state champs. Everyone knows you are the first ever immortals. Uh, I can, what is it, one per year? Oh. We're looking at here. Maybe they'll be the first ever Immortals, first and only. Well, people loved it, so we've got to give the people what they want. So I'm sure there'll be a 2020 Immortal. Um, it can, I'm guessing these guys, oh, these guys and girls can't be nominated again next year? Or can you go two in a row? No. Well, once they're an Immortal, they're the ones that come in here and uh, and give them the, the new crown or we make another one. So Simo and Jazzy can, can be back in because they're not Immortals? I was thinking about that. I reckon, well, if they come into the final, anyone who doesn't make the Immortal battle how we come up with those uh, ones there. Do we stretch it out to 16? Do we stretch it out to eight? We obviously can't have the same ones there. We've got to make sure they're on top of their game. We'll have to revisit the whole the whole system there. We'll, we'll see if our people can nominate again. But Amanda, you're in. Can't wait to have Amanda in here as a guest Monday, the pizza. Yeah, well, both, both immortals are definitely uh, invited into the booth here. So Maybe the same one. Get them both in. Yeah. The immortal podcast. <laughs> But, uh, Amanda, very, very well done. You're our first ever Women's Immortal and what bragging rights these two have. You've taken down the top of TRL and, geez, I'd hate to, we have to have a look and see how many reach this got to on Facebook. If this one's got well, 18,000 alone with this battle here, we had our first week that got, what was it, upwards of almost in between five and 10,000 from yep. memory. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if we look there, we've probably reached about 100,000. Best best thing we've ever done. Mate, it's, it's, just, it's just free advertising. If I if I did put a post up like this on, on Sunshine Coast, I'd, I'd have to pay between a $500 and $1,000 to, uh, to get anywhere near that sort of reach. So, mate... Get around it. Yeah, good on everyone getting around it as well in the, the TRL landscape across Australia. Everyone gets behind it, and uh, it's something we're going to really keep pushing here and uh, something I think these guys have really got to be rewarded for what they do in the game, and uh, this isn't the end of it. We'll be talking. We'll be talking to the powers that be there. I think state championships, we're going to have to get something happening there. We're not just going to leave it here. So, Jaden and Amanda, very well done. You need to be crowned and tiaraed. Well, I reckon by next year we'll have a few sponsors on board as we take off. So we'll have a bit of money to, to you know, buy sort of prizes for these sort of things. So bigger and better in 2020. Very well done. That's the end of our mortal battle. We've kinged and queened them and we're done. I'm a bit and, sad that it's over. Yeah, no, I can't wait to do, I can't been, wait to do another it's one. It's been such a massive part of our show every week. It feels like, well, it's not the end. Something's going to happen here. Once we get everyone together, we're going to get some sort of live stream, get a video happening of us crowning them and, and actually making something of this. But the bragging rights forever now. This is something you tell your grandkids. You can't say that away. The first ever immortals at TRL. So well done, uh, Jaden and Amanda. Well done, Simo and Jazzy, for making it this far. I'm sure they're going to be back bigger and better next year. And uh, who knows? Who's going to be our second immortal of all time? They're all done. Well done, guys. We're moving into what will be our next, 
I guess, something that everyone's going to jump behind. It's going to be our Team of the Year nominations over the break. So we've mentioned it before in a couple of the podcasts uh, that we've had prior. We're going to be looking for our Team of the Year of 2019. So we're looking for our best winger, best centre and best half for men's and women's. It's going to make up a mixed team now that we got that through, Benny. The three men's and three women's works nicely for what we're doing here as well. Yep, we're doing wonders here. Um, And this one, just to uh, make it a bit more clear, so the Immortal Battle was uh, a big mixture of things we we talked about, um, mainly to to do with what they gave back to the game. Uh, This one's purely based on skill, so the people that you want in your team uh, to win those, those tough games. So this one, based on skill... Don't just choose your mates, uh, and we'll uh, we'll chuck this up uh, on Facebook over the break. Give us your nominations. So tell us your, your men's and women's half center winger, and we'll count them up. We'll do a poll uh, when we come back next year, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll crown our team of the year. Really. Yeah, more bragging rights there. I think we've got to throw some predictions out there. Start getting some names out there. Get the people thinking over the break. Yep. Uh, Benny, I'll let you take the the men's. There, who do you reckon? Who would you be throwing in there? I know there's plenty of names there. I don't want to get you in trouble there with people you miss, but uh, who would you throw in just off the top of your head there if you had to get a wing, a half, a centre for men's for 2019 Team of the Year? Who would you be throwing in there? Mate, it's it's so hard to choose. There's so many good players uh, at Tyrrell at the moment. Um, for the wing spot, well, I'll, I'll go... I, I should probably say Benny Keel because he's from the sunny coast. He, I keep saying he's my protege. Um, but uh, I'm going to chuck a dark horse in here. Danny Ogden from, from down in Wynnum. He, uh, he actually got a late call up into the Oz Champs, uh, uh, sorry, the Australian team at the World Cup uh, as a winger. He ended up coming in as a bit of a, uh, a centre as well. Mate, he's, he's got the safest hands in the game. He never drops a catch. He would have scored probably 15 AFL tries. We just kept putting it up for him, kept scoring tries. So he's my nomination for the wing spot. In the halves, I can't go past Nate Wood. Uh, he's just on top of his game at the moment. Uh, he's he's the, their game winner down there at South Brizzy. He uh, does wonders for PNG as well. He's a great leader, uh, a great half. Just everything comes around him. So he's my halfback in this team. And uh, I'm, I'm not actually sure if this is the position he plays. I'm not sure if he's a half or a center, but I've put uh, Deshaun in the center. So if, I, if I've got Nate Wood in the half, I've got Deshaun in the center, hitting those holes like he did in that uh, grand final match. We saw it Oz Champs winning the game with the front flip. Uh, so uh, yeah, I've got Danny Ogden, Nate Wood, and Deshaun Liffey Bray. That's my team of the year for the boys. Some very good shouts there. Again, I think there's going to be plenty of debate here. If we have a three-week break over Christmas here, we're going to be putting that right at the top of our Facebook and we want to see who you've got to throw in there because I know there's going to be plenty of other guys that you can throw in there. And Benny, you're going to be under the bus there with people you haven't mentioned, but I think they're very good shouts there for the guys. Uh, For me, for the women's, I think I want to throw three in there. First, I want to go for the half, who I think would be the best half for the women's over 2019 and probably not only 2019, but plenty of years prior. Uh, Kristen Gibbs, someone that really runs the show there out of Beanley and for New South Wales. Uh, someone who controls the game like no other, I think, in, uh, in the women's game. Someone who can kick and pass well, but just sits in the middle there, really runs the show in defense as well. So Kristen Gibbs, really hard to beat. Any team she's in, it's going to take a very big effort for them to get over the top of them. Good so Kristen, Ga- Kristen Gibbs, uh, she's going to be my half for the year. Uh, Emma Kirkie needs no introduction. She's going to be my center of the year. Plenty of experience behind her. She's going to be 
Oh, well, a whole lot of speed. She's playing for Australia, Queensland, played for that long. Uh, Again, if she goes one-on-one against anyone in the women's game, she's probably going to beat them. It's going to take a team effort. A winger's going to have to run in and try and get her. If she gets anyone one-on-one, Emma Kirkie is away. And it's what she does so well. She just she beats that uh, that in the middle of the link, uh, sorry, I should say center or half, and creates that overlap straight away. And she's got the, the skills to finish it off as well. You'd almost have her on the wing for her speed, but her hands are too good to be uh, wasting her out there. So, yeah, good chat, Emma, in the... Centers. Spot on. Spot on, I think. And uh, the only reason you wouldn't have her on the wing is I've got Stevie O'Shea on the wing there, out of Wynnum. And uh, the last time I saw her, she was winning the fastest woman in uh, in TRL for the second time. I was interviewing her out in the middle there. I believe that was out in Redcliffe. And uh, she has absolute wheels there. Whether she's playing mixed or women's for Wynnum there, she can really turn a game on its head. And uh, she would be the best ever winger I've seen playing in the, the women's game. So I've got to throw her in. Stevie O'Shea in the wing from Wynnum. So we've got Stevie O'Shea on the wing. We've got Emma Kirk in the center and Kristen Gibbs as the half. They'd be my predictions for uh, some possible front runners for the women's. With that uh, fastest race, uh, one one year, I think it was probably two years ago, when we were at Redcliffe, uh, Sunny Coast, one of Shelby's mates, uh, came in and had a game, or had, had a, uh, a series with us and uh, never really played a lot of TRL. She's uh, an ex-sprinter. She, she just just uh, finished sprinting. Uh, her name's Sarah Busby. She was our, our big shot to win the, the fastest woman TRL. She went down with no shoes on. She slipped at the start and she got bitten by a whisker. So I think uh, Stevie O'Shea might be lucky to take that one out. More excuses again. I didn't bring my shoes. I broke my, broke my finger last week. <laughs> what more can these Sunny Coast ones? Anytime they don't win something, they've always got something to whinge about. My uniforms didn't come on time. I don't know what they're going to say this time, but uh, Stevie O'Shea, there was nothing there I was the one blowing the hooter there there was nothing untoward you got to find your feet and uh, Stevie O'Shea I don't know how he keeps sneaking these Sunny Coast players in here they just came they were nowhere near it but uh, good on you we've got them all there and this is going to be I think some uh, some rules around our team of the year nominations Benny do you want to touch on uh a couple of the rules if you're going to throw some names in here over the break so rules around this one you must have played at least two rep carnivals this year so that includes state champs Oz champs uh, and the Origin World Cup the Origin World Cup counts as one not two so you have to at least play two of those and you also must play regularly at local level so not just like one game here and there you have to be in a team playing each week uh, because we don't want just having you know outsiders like touch players and Oz taggers winning this one so yep must play at local level pretty so, much it. so you can't know Johnny come lately like Darren Lockyer or something coming in and trying to win this thing nah. he's got to he only comes once a, they get the video out and he plays once a week at uh, maybe four times a year but uh we do love you, Darren, so hopefully you're coming as a guest. But uh, I don't think he's going to be thrown in here. He might get a few votes, actually. But uh, Team of the Year nominations over the break. Make sure you jump onto Facebook and let us know who you think. Our next segment here, and this is probably what we've been doing without even realising. Benny, the dummy spit. Yeah. This is when you get pissed off and you want to talk about something. We're going to put it into the dummy spit. Benny, is there anything that's been annoying you? Yeah, we have a brand new segment called Dummy Spit where Mitch or I will have a bit of a rant about something that uh, that annoys us. Uh, and this week I'm going to talk about everyone's most hated part of TRL, which is the phantom touch where a player misses a touch but still calls it anyway. Uh, phantom touches have no part in, in our game. Anyone calling phantom should take a good hard look at themselves 
and probably consider quitting sport altogether because you're, you're playing for all the wrong reasons if you have to call phantom touches. Mate, go and play a solitaire or something where you can only cheat on yourself. Short of punching someone in the face, it's basically the worst thing you can do in TRL. It's an honesty game, and mate, I, bet, I bet the sort of people that call these phantom touches are the same people that play Monopoly as the banker so they can nick cash out of the till and cheat their poor old grandma out of the game. And it's, it's just absolute rubbish. It's the elephant in the room when you talk about TRL. It's it's something when you go up to the rep level, you just want to hope that everyone's going to be honest and you don't want to see it in the game. It's the big elephant in the room because once it does happen, geez, the floodgates open and then the, the accusations begin. You start to get film and good that we do have film coming out here. I remember seeing when well, we saw our man... Uh, Mr. Deshaun doing his flip over the line and then someone calling a touch there. We see a picture where they're not even close to making the touch. Benny, what do you do? I mean, you can't put sensors on people there. You can't put the light up like you got the 2020 stumps there. Is there any way around it? If someone wants to call the Phantoms as a referee, you're close enough to make it. You just got to go with honesty, I suppose. Do you get them out of the game? What do you do? It's it's the hardest thing to, re- to referee um, because you have to be pretty much 100% knowing that that person missed to, to actually call a phantom touch. And if you do see it, you pretty much have to sin bin them for five minutes because you, you're basically calling the, the player a cheat. So yeah, as a referee, you've got to be spot on. You 100% have to know that they missed it. So I don't, um, I don't, you know, get angry at any referees for missing these sort of phantom touches because as a referee, you, you see ones that are close and you probably think that they might be um, calling porky pies there. But, you know, unless you're 100% honest, uh, 100% on it, you can't call it. And uh, even refereeing the juniors as of late, there's probably five phantoms a game in juniors and it's, it's something we're trying to rub out pretty early in their game because they, they probably don't know how, how much it's frowned upon in uh, in social sport. So if we can stamp it out early, hopefully it sets them up for the their lifetime of uh, social sport, not cheating. Is that the only way around it? You just you ruin your reputation if you get found out that you've done a phantom, especially at the rep level. Is that the only way around it? Do you get one for your life? Do you call in your one phantom touch and then people go, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Benny Maddock, he's not that kind of guy. If you call in, a, you get one phantom per life? Mate, I've, I've <laughs> Have never... Have you phantomed? I've never, ever phantomed. I, anyone that knows me, I hate cheating in any <laughs> sense. I play Monopoly and I, I can't even, you know, take an extra dollar if I wanted to because I, I just hate cheating. It's got no place anywhere. Um, but... Yeah, no. If you if you get caught out as a as a phantom caller, even if you're on that person's team, you should be giving it to them because, you know, you should not be doing it. And yeah, it's just not on. That's the only way around it. I reckon if you're on their team, if you're on the field, you see it. You've just got to call them out and just shame them out of the game. Almost the only way around it. Oh, everyone, buddy, supporters, the referee, that your own players, they should be in your ear saying you don't deserve to be on this field because it's atrocious. Not bad. I don't mind this segment. That's my dummy. Dummy, that's my dummy spit for this week. <laughs> Send them in for uh, for next year. I'm sure there's plenty there. I know. Uh, I don't want to say anything there. <laughs> Splitting, but um, don't want to say anything else that Benny was uh, getting angry about last time. No, we've already, uh, we already talked about <laughs> splitting. We don't need to do that again. I'm a big fan, by the way. But uh, Dummy Spit, this is a good segment. We'll bring it back. Anything that annoys you about the game. Now, because we're coming to the end of 2019, what we want to talk about is our predictions for 2020. So we've got a big year. We're recapping 2019 with a few things here. But uh, we want to put the crystal ball in the middle here and try and figure out what's going to happen in 2020. 
Benny, I think a good way to start this is uh, who do you think is going to take out some titles here? Who do you think are going to be the teams to beat come state champs in a few months' time? Yeah, so in April, uh, state champs, it's, it's obviously a tough one without knowing the team list. Like, uh, t- players are switching here, there, and everywhere these days. So, uh, mate, I can't go past Sunny Coast. I still think uh, we're a very strong team if we get everyone that, that sort of team that we won uh, back-to-back chance with. If we get that sort of team, I can't see us getting beaten, uh, really. So I'm going to go with Sunny Coast. Yeah. Well, good shout there. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, I'm going to say East Brisbane. Now, whether it is... Obviously, the women's are always the top runners there, so I'm not going to say East Brisbane there, but I sort of am. I think East Brisbane are going to take out a title there. I'm going to go as far as two titles at state champs for East Brisbane. I think the men's are due. They're going to pull their side together uh, this time around. I think the men's... Either a men's and women's or a mixed and women's. They're going to take out two titles for East Brisbane. They're my shout. I think they're very much due. They've awoken the giant. North Brisbane around. East Brisbane, they're due. They're my shout for state champs winners. Uh, And I'm going to back down on at least the women's are going to win anyway. So uh, they're strong. Kirky, don't let me down there. And uh, my dark horse. Oh, we didn't go into dark horses yet. Yeah. Go into, so anyway, we've got our state chance winner. Now I want to go into dark horses. These are the ones who you probably won't suspect uh, coming out who haven't done well in the past, but uh, who we think are going to do pretty well. My shout's Winham. Now Mixed, we've seen their Mixed Cup side do pretty well in the past. I think Mixed are going to be strong. Winham Men's, I think, are going to be a shout as well. So obviously you found my favourite part of the world here, East Brisbane and Winham, pretty close to each other. But uh, they're my two shouts, Dark Horses, Winham and East Brisbane in, uh, well, are definitely going to win, and Wyndham, I think, are going to be the dark horses, so they're going to win a few titles as well. Well, uh, yeah, it's Wyndham is a good shout because they, they actually knocked off our Sunny Coast team. They, they beat us at the last Oz Champs, and they were very unlucky not to get a final spot, uh, narrowly missing out uh, to South Brizzy. But, uh, yeah, so good shout there, especially now that um, the runner-up, Immortal Jazzy, is down there running the show. And they've, got, they've also got uh, Danny Ogden, who I've shouted out as uh, winner of the year. So, mate, they're, they're growing, and I think you're pretty spot on there that they'll they'll go well my um dark horse this year or next year sorry is uh, is a real dark horse actually i'm gonna say morton bay um obviously my my other franchise i'm sticking <laughs> to my guns here but so uh, mate there's uh, a lot of talks around like there's going to be a pretty good um at least a good, really good men's team down there hopefully and a uh, little uh, willie willie fielding down there is running the the mixed team so mates uh there could be some some good players coming out of Morton Bay next year. Watch Love out. to see that. Love to see Morton Bay get up. It's been quite a while for them. I don't think they've ever got up before. I'm, I'm well, they haven't. They've never been in Premier League, and I'm, I'm backing at least one team to be in Premier League this year or next year. Good Morton Bay. I'd love to see Morton Bay and Wyndham get up there. Two real underdogs, and. Uh, Look, mark these words. We come back and listen to this in uh, in four months' time. You'll see East Brisbane, Sunny Coast, Morton Bay and Wyndham all doing well there, cleaning up the titles. Uh, we've got the crystal ball. We know what's going to happen. Uh, next one, State of Origin. Now, my shout here, we're having a quick chat last week. I don't know whether Benny fast-forwarded or not. I'm pretty sure this got in. No, this got in. Uh, <laughs> we run the State of Origin down in New South Wales. Now, if the State of Origin is run down in New South Wales, if Eddie and Tommy have listened to that and gone, geez, that's a good idea. Let's run it down there. If the State of Origin is run in New South Wales, New South Wales to clean sweep. 
is my prediction. And uh, they've got the players down there. They just can't travel. I think you've got to make it fairer for New South Wales. And you've got to expand the game. Queensland would love to do a trip down there for a weekend. I know they all love getting on the ink and all the rest of it down there. They're pretty wild, these Queensland boys and girls. So they'd love a trip. I think New South Wales will clean sweep them if it's played in New South Wales. And fingers crossed that can happen. Um, yeah, okay. I, I'll disagree with that. I still think Queensland have the talent and they'll, they have the people keen enough to go all the way down there. So if it is played down there, I'm going to say Queensland to win overall. New South Wales may pick up a division or two. But uh, yeah, Queensland overall. Queensland overall. So where, wherever it's played, Queensland are going to take it out overall. Yeah. Oh, Queensland, easy. Either way. But uh, if it's played down in New South Wales, I think it's going to give them a bit more of a chance to get a, uh, a decent team together. So I think they'll win at least one division down there in New South Wales. Eddie, down there in Sydney, get the boys and girls fired up down there. Come on, New South Wales. I want to see some. Uh, I want to see a turn around this season. Now, the World Cup, the next one here. Our predictions for the World Cup. Firstly, I think Sweden. Going off the teams I saw uh, this year, if they've already got the the, the cap, they've already done the uh, the ID checks there. I saw some very very stacked sides for Sweden. So I'm going to say Sweden. I think they just blew themselves out. They were playing, looks like they were playing mixed and men's and women's and they are running around too many games. Sweden, you're running yourselves to the ground. Just focus on one team there. If you go into a mixed or go into a men's and women's, focus on it and Sweden's going to be taking out at least one title of the World Cup is my prediction. And, uh, so possibly more for Sweden. That's well, big. I reckon That's they can a get big enough. multi if you put that on. I reckon, I reckon they could take out men's and mixed. Uh, depending on how they swing their players you just uh, you never know but I'll say one they're going to take out one title sure. uh, that'll be my my bet there and uh, obviously USA are going to turn some heads down there I don't know how I'm going to pass the buck on to uh, some real top players there but uh Somehow USA is going to be involved. That might be the worst shout of all, but uh, I'll throw to you, Benny, there. Big dark horses there. Yeah. Mate, I'm just going to go with Australia. Um, I think they're, they're probably too strong overall. That's This is across all divisions, not just one. Um, and there is chat that um, you have to be proving your, your heritage if you're playing for one of these other countries. So if, if that's the case, then a lot of these teams won't have the players that they had last time. So I'm pretty sure um, there's no burst to give it checks. And uh, I don't know if people playing for the right regions, but I'm going Australia overall pretty I easily. It's uh, it's good for the game there. I, I think uh, good on if they're going to tighten up the checks there. But if you've already got a cap for a certain country there, I can't see you. You can't be pulled out of that country now. If they've let it happen last year or the year before you've played for sweden you've played for usa you know png i don't think there's any question marks there but any of these countries here uk there's if you've already got a cap on the board and you said well it's too late now you didn't check me last season if they did uh i reckon there's probably a few checks going around there at least the captains the vice captains there's a bit of checks going on down there i think uh you don't want to see australia just running around trying to win this thing is this a bit dirty? You guys got up in the men's. Is this because mix? You just want to clean up this year. <laughs> they don't want to lose any this year. But uh, we don't take losing well. Good on them if they're trying to check more. But if you've got a cap already, that's why Sweden's my best shout because they've already played. There's no stopping them. You can't pull them out of the side. You've already got a cap on the board. We'll see. We'll see. Agree what... there. You can't. Oh yeah. Like the I... rugby league, if when it was a bit loose there for a few years, if you already played for a country that maybe you shouldn't have. It's going to be hard to police, so if they do, good luck to them. Um, but yeah, Sweden, you, you could be right there. Sweden will go well if they keep those players. 
All right. Well, World Cup, it's going to be another big one there. Of course, uh, well, there's a few other. PNG, New Zealand, UK is going to be a huge shout uh, as well. Hopefully, we see some new countries there. I saw South Africa running around at the last one there. Hopefully, we see some uh, some new countries running around there. Maybe a Canada, maybe Mexico. Ger- Germany, I've heard, uh, I think a team from the sunny coast have a lot of German players. So, yeah. uh, might see Germany. Yeah, I heard some shouts about them. They didn't get themselves organized in time. So, Germany, that could be a shout as well. All right, that's World Cup. Now, rules. Are we going to see some new rules coming in? Are we going to see any rules being taken out? What are our predictions for 2020? I'm going to jump in straight away on the one I'm really behind here, the 88. If you kick inside the eight, land inside their eight, it's a great attacking play. Uh, Really, really simple. You just kick it from inside your eight, roll it inside their eight, out, you get the roll ball, or you get to roll the ball, play the ball uh, inside their eight. Uh, High risk, high reward. The 88, and how catchy is the name? 88, yeah, yeah. sounds cool. Uh, it's a cool concept. Uh, I don't know if we'll get this one in. Um, you gotta, you, you probably don't want to make it too back and forthy. It'll turn out to be more like uh, rugby union, I think. Uh, also, you know, we play side by side field, so when you're kicking into the other field, you're gonna disrupt their game. Um, it's a cool concept. Maybe you might see it at you know our charity comps or our cash comps, but I don't know if you'll see it creeping into the the rep level. <laughs> The Godfather loves kicking. He does. (laughs) We're going to turn some heads. The next one, though, I think you'll probably agree with me as well, and we've chatted about it before, the the dropout rule, where if you drop out uh, from your try line, goes over the the halfway and goes over the sideline, you get the ball. Spot on. Yeah, when you said this, it just made so much sense. And even refereeing now, everyone's having a bit of a joke uh, here at the sunny coast when, when it does happen. And they're going, oh, it's the other team's ball. And everyone's going, oh, is it? Is that a rule now? But it makes so much sense. And I think everyone will... That's not even a big change. So I think that might even be in by the end of the year. I'd be behind you there. It might creep in. I, I, just get a catchy I'll name. Also, a catchy I'll, name behind it. Yeah, the dropout rule. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll also throw in that I, I hate the little one metre dropout. I think that, that's got no place in our game either. I think you have to at least drop out eight metres like they do in, in, in NRL. They have to drop out 10 metres. We're at eight. So I just, uh, I hate, you know, you drop back all the way to the end of the field because they might do a massive one and they do a one metre one. You've got to jog all the way back down. So I'm, uh, I'm against that one. I think rule out the, the one metre dropout. Well, hopefully this just takes it out of the game. Everyone starts going, pinpointing just over halfway. I think without even saying anything, people are going to start to go for this attacking play. You're going to get the ball back. It's, I mean, win-win. You don't even have to do anything on the one-meter dropout. So, Benny, I think that is all but in. You just need a better name than the dropout rule because it's not catchy enough. You get something, the old the halfy, the, the something. Yeah. We'll work it out. That's in. Uh, Will the split rule stay? I think it's I think it's here to stay. My opinion. I think it's here to stay. Not if I uh, it. <laughs> this one here. It's uh, I think as everyone knows, it's it's there. You want to take out. Well, in my opinion, anyway, you want to take out that really obvious split where someone rolls and runs to the side. Um, you see it in touch when you're playing there, where it just doesn't look like rugby league. I think it's just a, it's a more visual thing when you're looking on the live stream. Now we're getting bigger and bigger. It just doesn't look like rugby league where you have to stay there or you're almost getting up from a tackle and you play there and that's where people are positioned. There's no time in rugby league where you'd... Well, I've seen anyway and I've never seen someone duck from dummy half and throw a little short ball back or something like that. Not to say it wouldn't happen. I think the splitting rule is good. Um, I get the complaints about it, but the guys and girls are so good now. Just time your run and 
Yeah, I, I don't see any complaints on it. I don't think it's too much to watch. I'm behind it, but uh, Benny, I know you <laughs> you might have uh, some differing views. Well, I, if, what you said, if, if you're just taking out where it's a very obvious split on the line to give yourself an advantage or give your team an advantage, I'm happy to rule that stuff out. Uh, I think it's just too hard to police and it's doing uh, more harm than good. We saw the Oz champs uh, grand final decided because of a splitting call that where he went to the for a sub halfway down the field and uh, and then Bentley ended up scoring that next set because of the penalty. So they're, they're the sort of things that I disagree with. Um, but I'm happy if, if they find a happy medium in the middle where, you know, maybe if you split and get the ball back because you've created that overlap... That, that's penalised and it's a lot easier to police. You can't get the ball back from the dummy half. I, I don't like um, yeah, the rest of it where it's such a great area. Maybe 10% of them are called properly. I think um, it was it was really weird actually. I know I came to the defence of Tory when he, he ran that split there, but it was really weird to see that pulled up. I think, uh, I don't know what happened behind the scenes there, but at a referee meeting in Bean Lee when I was doing some refereeing on the Friday night, Someone actually asked this question going, if someone's going for a sub, do we blow a split? And the response around the room and the response from uh, from referees, I'm not going to name any names, but I, oh, well, I will. I think Paul, Paul was up there running the, the meeting and he said no was pretty much the response. If someone's running for a sub, don't blow a split rule because it's got nothing to do with the game. So I think it was just a really obvious example there for the, uh, the people who hate the split. It was almost like, let's get this out of the game. Someone's just been blown for a sub. That's ridiculous. So, yeah. I, I think keep it, but uh, look, Tighten it's going it to be one of those. It's going to be the one that uh, keeps people talking in the. Uh, in, in it the needs game to be made off. less grey. If you can make it like a, a straightforward black and white, that's a split. That's a penalty rather than uh, too much referee discretion. I think you can keep it. If not, get rid of it. It's too too much hassle. Yeah, look, we, we could talk all day about it. I think uh, they can get it back as a split, but. Anyway, we'll pull our hair out if we sit here all day. I'm sure it will be revised <laughs> next year. Not Probably not eliminated from the game, but it'll be revised and it'll be a bit more black and white. Anyway, it's good to talk about. Love this real chat. Yeah. Splitting's the best thing that's ever happened to us after a mortal battle. <laughs> now, uh, last one, mascot. Benny's yeah. mascot rule. I think we should see this in the game. I like it. <laughs> this, is, this is probably my Bonus. best idea. Bonus you, point. You've got your... Um, your city crunchy idea i've got the mascot if you have a mascot at the brett tournaments this will make it so much better that you, your your team gets a bonus point every time that you've got a mascot there cheering on the sideline for the whole game not just not just a couple of minutes have to be in a full suit and you get a bonus point i think this will make it awesome it'll look good on the live streams it's uh there's no downside to it yeah i guess it becomes like a uniform bonus point then doesn't it it's something you, you have to do if you're going to get I mean, how many points is that in the tournament how many games you're playing in the round games in a rep tournament yeah mate, maybe you cap it maybe you cap it six bonus points a tournament work it out but i think there's something there i think i'm onto something <laughs> have you got a have you got a mascot uniform that you've already bought for the coast no but i'm happy to purchase one i'd love to see a giant sloth getting around i saw a big jellyfish outfit there in the living room <laughs> but uh not bad let us know what you think uh i've seen crazier things come in uh in trl like, like splitting yeah <laughs> that was a setup all right that's our rule chat there for 2020 we'll see what happens by the end of the year there hopefully some new rules have come in there well specifically those couple there the last one is i reckon we're having a chat before New divisions, the 30s for men's was a big success, I think, with uh, the amount of people coming into that age group. Yep. 
got us thinking the 30s for mixed. Yeah, well, why not? If uh, if you've got the players for it, why not put it in? I think there's probably just as many over 30s women's as there is men. So, um, you know, pop them in if there's enough there to, uh, to have a decent competition. You may see it next year. Who knows? Yeah, be a really sort of, uh, well, I guess you really go to more that social angle that uh, you could get on the representative scene, people get the kit, they get to relive former glory. The girls are missing out at the moment, so 30's mixed. The more you the more you say it, the more you think about it, you go, why not? So uh, could be there. As early as state champs, you think? Uh, no, probably not that early. Maybe Oz champs. Oz champs. Maybe. We'll see how we go. All right, 30's mixed, and uh, the other chat was 35. 35's men's. Uh, not not too many old enough yet. A few years away with that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, now we're going into our last, oh well, second last topic here, but we got Ask Tango. We got a jingle for that yet? Oh, I could make one up. Add something there. Ask Tango. Yeah. There we go. It's and uh, our favourite man is the only one asking Tango at the moment there, or second person to ask Tango, Sammy Borgett. Prizes. What's the go with prizes? Benny, we got different regions getting different prizes at the end of seasons when they come in. Uh, what's the go? I mean, is it something that happens season by season? Do they get different awards? Is it standard? What happens there? Why are people getting different awards for winning different things? Uh, obviously, being uh, franchises, there's different awards because there's different people running each franchise. It's it's not supplied by head office at all unless their head office run, um, you know, regions. So, uh, you know, I depending on the, the person running it, depending on how much they want to spend or, or how much, you know, what they want to give away, that's why you see different stuff. So, you know, we, we'd like to do, uh, we stay away from, uh, you know, trophies and, and medallions. We like to give things that people use and, you know, get the brand out there a bit more as well. So we give away things like towels, uh, socks. Uh, we did mugs, like beer mugs with, um, you know, the, the logo on it. Uh, heaps of other stuff like bottles, bags, you know, things that you can use. Um, so yeah, that's that's what we do. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what other places do. I think I've seen a few bottles getting around, maybe West Brisbane. Um, a lot of people still do the the medallions, and some people do like the medallions. I just I've just never liked getting a medallion or a trophy. It pretty much goes straight in the bin uh, as soon as you get it. But uh, yeah, that's that's why there's different prizes around the joint, Sammy. Thanks for asking, mate. Yeah, I think there's a how do you swing people to come to your region if they're on the borderline? If they start hearing you throwing around, well, I know I heard you were throwing around socks uh, there last season, which were a bit different, and people going, wait a second, I might go play at Morton Bay instead of uh, in the Brisbane regions there because they're getting a water bowl or a medallion. Like you said, you get one medallion, you don't want a second one. You've got the same thing. It's uh, I, mean, I think that's a no go. I think the prizes have got to be almost a hat or a. Yeah, I think shirt. You start to as you start to build up there, then you a singlet. They were throwing around singlets for a while there. I've spent hours looking on promotional websites deciding what to get, and uh, yeah, singlets is up there. I will probably do that eventually. We're doing hats next uh, season, and uh, yeah, we're doing another water bottle. We're doing metal water bottles next next uh, season. So. Yeah, there's heaps of different things you can do. It just depends uh, what's in the budget. Yeah. Speaking on hats there, this was my idea. Got shunned down at head office when I was there because uh, of branding and, uh, and colours there. But uh, I thought it was almost a grand slam there. If we were going to go hats, if they fell into the budget there, we've always got the black hat, the same hat. I know it's good for branding that you get the black hat, the white logo, uh, the same hat you'll see running around for TRL and probably a good business decision that uh, you get the same hat running around. I was throwing around the idea that uh, in summer, so you win a, uh, a TRL hat, you still get the t- same TRL logo at the front, but you get a yellow hat if you win summer. You get a red hat if you win, uh, say, spring, blue hat if you win winter, 
yeah. and uh, black one if you or green. We get it. On. Yeah, Grand Slam. You win the Grand Slam. Is it, <laughs> unless he's fa- fast forwarded this bit. <laughs> but uh, that was my idea. Anyway, not bad. I don't mind. I've, I've actually thought about before um, making like some sort of like Lego trophy where you got to get each piece, and when you've won all four, you've made the, the big trophy. So. You know, does, does that make sense? Yeah, that sounds... Not, not Lego, I, I thought we like, just said we didn't like trophies on medallions. Nah, or... well, that was just one thought. So, you know, you have to you have to win all of them to put it all together. Did you like Lego as a kid? I did, actually. <laughs> Lego Masters is me watching. Oh, yeah, I just watched Hamish and Andy, you know, the, the Lego Masters. It's a pretty good show. <laughs> you can see how his brain works, Benny. It's uh, one, equal, one plus one equals two. We got... Uh, that's Ask Tango for this week. Hopefully we get some more questions coming in next year. Throw us some controversial ones. We're going to see Ask Romeo. We haven't had any romance advice yet. No. Two guys like us. Why not? Wait, we're obviously <laughs> killing it in that department. <laughs> we've, uh, we've already put our old Cat and, and Roddy together, so why not give us a go? Yeah, that's right. Rocket Roddy, the man of the hour. All right, that is Ask Tango for this week. The last one, we don't want to let you off the, the hook there because this is our last episode of the season. Benny was talking up some giveaways uh, for the last episode. I guess, oh, maybe episode 10. Hopefully no one remembers. But uh, Benny, you're going to have to give something away now. Yeah, last well, episode, we made it. Yeah, it's a, it's a milestone to get to the number 10. We didn't think we'd get past probably four, I think, at the start. Um, we probably thought we'd have about 20 listeners all up. Uh, we're probably we're aiming at over like, you know, 100 listeners almost every week. So might as well give something away to one of our uh, regular listeners. Now, the way to, to win this, there's going to be five questions. I'll give them in a second. I'm going to put up a Facebook post. It's not going to have the questions. It's just going to have um, put your answers down. So you need to listen to this podcast to be able to answer them. Uh, and you're probably going to have to have need to listen to every other podcast that we've done to be able to answer them. So we're rewarding our regular listeners, not just the ones that hit jump in here now and every now and then um, because they heard their name. Um, so answer these questions to win uh, two prizes. I've got uh, a few old rep jerseys um, and, and shorts and things like that. Uh, so you can have your choice of whatever rep jersey I have here. Uh, they're brand new. They haven't been worn. They're in the packet still. And I'll also give you something like, you know, a pair of socks or a TRL towel or a water bottle or something like, like we've given away for prizes that we still have leftovers. So here's the questions. Question number one. Who was the last couple spoken about on TRL Love Island before the segment was brutally cancelled? That's for the right. year. That's coming back, Tara Love Island. That's Bigger and better in 2020. Maybe you're not a different brother. banner. <laughs> um, so that's number one. Number two, who, uh, who were the two special guests that we've had on the show and what weeks were they on? So a bit of a two-parter there. You're going to need four answers there. So you're going to need the two people and the two shows that they were on. All right. Uh, number three, where was our first ever region and focus? That's uh, that segment that we have probably stopped for this year. Uh, and number four, second last one, in what episode did we change the name of the podcast? Pretty easy one there. You could probably work that one out without listening to too many. The lawyers came marching in, the solicitors. <laughs> and uh, the last one there. This one you would have had to have listened to because it wasn't anywhere else or if someone's told you about it. But uh, what was Ben's favorite referee sledge? And uh, I'll put this one on because this, this episode probably had the least amount of listeners. So we'll really get um, our, our you know main listeners, our regular listeners, that will get the answer to that one. So guys, to win the prizes, put your uh, answers on the, the Facebook post that I'll pop up straight away. And uh, yeah, 
winner takes home two prizes. Nice. So they get choice of two prizes. Just to recap, five questions. You're not going to say the questions on Facebook. You're going to say refer to last podcast. Episode 10. Episode 10. And uh, take it from there. Yep. Nice. Someone's going to be a lucky recipient. How, how long are we going to be waiting for someone to find all these questions? Yeah, maybe. I'm going to get a couple answers. He's made it that hard that he's going to keep all his rep jerseys intact here. But uh, good luck to anyone who's uh, listened this far and going to be taking that one down. Great idea. Good on you, Benny. Hopefully someone gets that. And uh, whew, we did it. We're done. 2019, done. Done and dusted. 10 episodes. Well done, Mitchie. You've done well, mate, as our number one host. Yeah, thanks, man. I thought I was out of a job there with Bruffy. There he uh... <laughs> Well, I'll be putting the feelers out over the Christmas break to see if there's anyone that uh, wants the job, but we'll see if you're back here next year. Yeah, thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks, Benny. Well done on the podcast studio, mate. Well done making this all happen. And uh, how good's TRL? How good is it? How, how good's Tango? Back in 2020. Right, see you there. Lima. See you, mate. <laughs>